Reading from Elnon Material. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change those things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. All right, it's getting to be a couple of days before Thanksgiving. Uh, we have an incredible amount of articles about uh, special celebrations. Here's one that said, We're always hard. Special celebrations were always hard while I was growing up in my alcoholic family. The atmosphere was always seen sad because Dad used to get depressed before holidays. <laughs> Now that I'm grown, holidays are still hard, and Dad still gets depressed. The difference is, I don't live at home anymore, and now I am a member of Elanon. In Elanon, I learn I have choices. I can let go of the parts of my life that are not under my control, and I can take charge of the parts that are. Even in the midst of the sadness I felt while growing up, I knew life had to be more fun than what I experienced. So with the help of the program and the people in it, I decided to act on that knowledge. I reclaimed the holidays for myself in ways both small and large. I bought pairs of, of earrings that symbolized each celebration and even bought matching socks. I never liked writing and mailing holiday cards, so I stopped. The most wonderful holiday tradition I have started is spending time with my friends and spiritual family in recovery setting, we celebrate many holidays together and we always have a great time. This way, if I do decide to spend some holiday time with my family and accept the challenges of that choice, I also celebrate with people I trust to accept me as I am. I may not have enjoyed many holidays while growing up, but I can start enjoying them now. Thought for the day. My friends in the program helped me to heal my childhood by creating happier memories today. I knew deep down inside that God had not created me to feel sad, but I needed to learn how to get out from under that feeling. From the Forum, 1988. In what order of importance are my relationships today? The steps are a guide to a total good living. One day at a time in Elnon, page 141. To me, the order of importance in my relationship today with my family members is to get fired up in my meetings, in my 12-step programs, and bring some energy and spirituality to my non-attending AA or NA or Al-Anon family members, and just be around them with sheer fire, love, and enthusiasm, and allowing them to see the program through me, to be energetic, and uh, kindness, and helpfulness, and the whole bit. So a lot of energy, a lot of truth. It takes a long time to have a good attitude, and not have self-pity when the holidays come around. That was one of my uh, pet peeves, is to be sad and get attention and, and soak, soak 
and indifference. Well, I that was a, a progress because I used to be angry and resentment. So I turned into sulk and indifference to God and others that they'll never meet up to my qualifications because I've been hurt once. Anyway, I don't do all that stuff now. I see that in seasons, I have low seasons of emotions and high seasons of elation. So I recognize that my low seasons are usually, mine are usually in April. You know, I notice the change in my voice and I let myself feel that, which is a mourning, mourning uh, losses of loved ones, mourning losses of jobs and, and dreams and so forth. So let it mourn, let it cry. If you feel like mourning, help yourself to a good cry and keep making yourself cry. And let go and let God. Let it all out. And once you do it over and over, forget you've finally done the proper mourning. I heard in a meeting where it says, we're a bunch of people that haven't mourned properly. And they turn into resentments, indifference, hatred, and resentment when we haven't mourned properly. You know, we take it to our higher power and we mourn. I always suggest that you visit as many uh, as many eulogies and and funerals so you can it can help you mourn, even if you don't know the person. Just go over there and help help mourn. And see how many people you can get mourning, you know. <laughs> and yell out in mourning. And you're really mourning your old mornings. And you help them mourn out. Can you imagine having the 12-step program? It's called mourning, M-A, mourn. All right, I'm pulling my own leg, folks. All right, next reading for today, for t right now, is... Uh, let me move one over. I'm going to read a couple more. Here we go. My parents argued again and again the other day. My alcoholic father decided to end his relationship with my brother for not giving him a birthday card. My mother wanted to continue the relationship with her son and all came to a head when dad took mom to the hospital for a simple eye operation. Along the way, he announced he was divorcing her for talking to my brother. He saw her communication with her son as a betrayal. When I went to visit mom in the hospital, I found her crying. I felt so sorry for her. In Elong, I have learned alcoholism is a disease that affects everyone in the family. I had already forgiven my mother for neglecting me during, my, during her preoccupation with my father's drinking. I had been making daily step nine amends to my mom by treating her better, but I had never made formal person-to-person -person amends now was my opportunity. I took her hand in mine. I kissed her tears away the way I wanted her to do for me when I was a child. I told her all my good character traits that I finally realized had come from her. I shared with her how grateful I was that she was my mother and how much I loved her. I held her and we cried together in joy and love. We talked about the disease of alcoholism, my father's alcoholic thinking, and how we both thought it was easier for him to think of divorcing her than it was to lose her thoughts, to lose her through surgery. Interesting, huh? 
As I left, she said she felt better. I felt close to my mother for the first time in my life. Thought for the day. If I had worked the eight steps and become truly willing to make amends, I believe the opportunity will arise when I am ready. Courage to Change, page 163. Our next thought pattern is, If I want what you have, I need to become willing to do what you have done. For me, this is the central tenet of Elna's practice of sponsorship. While growing up in an alcoholic environment, I had become afraid of people and mistrustful of intimacy. Initially, I resisted many of the program's suggestions. It took me a long time to get a sponsor, but eventually became because I wanted what one particular person had, I asked her what she had done to achieve it. She became my sponsor. My recovery accelerated as I became willing to ask for another member's help. Today I'm blessed to have a sponsor and to be a sponsor for others. I am one link in a great chain of people, helping people. Having once felt incredibly alone and isolated, I'm now connected once again with humanity. The roles of sponsors and sponsees have taught me so much about normal, loving human relationships. I have learned how to practice unconditional love and emotional detachment, how to set healthy boundaries, how to care for people without taking care of them, and how to let others get close to me without losing myself. Thought for the day. Sponsorship works when people love themselves and ask enough to ask for help when others love them enough to say yes. The most important thing is to be willing to reach out and ask for help that we need. For the help we need, human to human. How Alan works for families and friends, page 37. And I have one more reading for today. It's Courage to Change. I did, sorry, I did say that was our last reading. But I feel like reading today. Not every day they get to read these books hanging around my house. When I, <clears throat> when I came first to the program, I knew that a close relative bragged too much. And I knew I wasn't happy, but I didn't think I needed much help. I went to a meeting every week unless there was something else to do and I didn't get a sponsor. I grew, but slowly. A crisis brought my leisure approach to recovery to an end. When I lost someone very special to me, the pain was almost more than I could stand. I was lucky I had learned enough to pick up the phone and call someone in the program. That person helped me to make it through the crisis, but that was only the beginning. I saw how badly I needed the strength and skills that the program had to offer. I began going to quite a few meetings each week, doing service work, calling friends in the program. My recovery really took off. Today, practicing the program gets top priority in my life because I know where I would have wound up without that crisis. Today's reminder, sometimes the greatest growth comes through pain but it's not the pain that helps me grow. It's my response to it. Will I suffer through the experience and continue as before? Or let the pain inspire changes that help me grow? The choice is mine. I have learned in on to look for opportunities for growth in every situation. This attitude allowed me to gain many sp spiritual riches from the pain I was experiencing. 
Amen. Wow. There you go. When we mourn, we have the opportunity to grow if we address the mourning properly. Mourning is a beautiful thing if we mourn everything out and not save it as a pet pee. Next article. I am forever looking at friends and strangers and making little improvements. She looked much more attractive if only, or he would be a lot easier to deal with if only. Step 10 is my daily reminder to let go of such thoughts. It reminds me to continue to take my own inventory and to promptly admit when I, when I am wrong. Every day I can look to myself and decide what improvements I can make. How can I grow today? What can I do by day's end to improve myself? Is there something I can learn? Is there some challenge I can meet? Is there some old tired fear I can walk through and be rid of? Is there some new happiness I can experience? Step 10 reminds me to be honest with myself, acknowledging my progress, admitting my mistakes, and recognizing the opportunities to grow today. Today's reminder. When I keep track of my inventory on a daily basis, I no longer have to fear that I will fall into that vague, hazy state in which denial so easily takes root. When I turn this inventory over to my higher power, I know that I am moving towards freedom. A man should never be ashamed to own he, he has been in the wrong, to own it, which is by saying, in other words, that he is wiser today than he was yesterday. Alexander Pope. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And Eugene F. said, Eugene F. Ware, War, W-A-R-E, said, All glory comes from daring to begin. With the help of the program and my higher power, I am capable of many things I could not even have considered before. I may even be capable of pursuing my heart's desire. Amen. My plans may involve many actions and many risks, but I don't have to tackle them all today. I can take my time and move step by step at my own pace. By focusing on one thing at a time, the impossible can become likely if I keep it simple. Amen. I am also free to try something and then change my mind. I do not have to make a lifetime commitment before I even know whether or not my goal is desirable. In the program, reminds me to keep things simple. Instead of approaching the task as a whole, I can simplify it by taking only one step at a time. I can gather information, which is extremely smart, and do nothing more. Study the situation. Then, when I'm ready, I can make bullet points of what to do and what to check. I can take the project further. That takes some of the pressures off having to know all the answers by using my imagination in the different bullet points and saw every problem on my mind before I tacked the situation that may arise even before I begin. How often have I had a dream I longed to pursue but quit before I started because it seemed too enormous a task to attempt. Going back to school, moving, taking a trip, changing a job, 
doing more cardio in the evening and reading or listening to people before I end the day instead of trying it in the morning and get all burned out. All these and many other goals can seem overwhelming at first. Remember, all glory comes from daring to begin. Isn't that amazing? And it is all glory. Just go January, first week of January to a gym. The Elnam program is a spiritual recovery program. The word recovery implies that we are regaining something we once possessed have, but have lost or set aside. This kind of reminds me of the set-aside prayer. Lord, I set aside all the mess that I have done for a few new revelation in your recovery, Lord. In these steps, in my fellow man, with you, God, and with myself for a fresh new recovery uh, with you, with my fellow man, with these steps, and myself for your glory to be done. Amen. That's my prayer, the set-aside prayer. In the conclusion of living with active drinkers, I lost track of my spirit. Life was a survival game, a daily grind of fear and hard work and harsh words. No matter what I tried, nothing seemed to help. Perhaps that's because I was trying to do it all by myself. The program in Elnon, I have come to know that I have a resource within me and all around me that can guide me through the most overwhelming fears and the most challenging decisions. A higher power, regardless of how I define that higher power, is it is real to me and has always been here for me. I am so grateful to have recovered that connection to my spirituality, for in doing so, I have regained an essential part of myself. So I have regained an essential part of myself. As a result, say it again, I have regained an essential part of myself and it feels good. As a result, today my life has a sense of purpose that makes each moment a precious gift. I have a zeal on my foot, 25% more movement, more excited about life when I get up in the morning and going to sleep in the evening. Life is just wonderful today. The program of chaos and drinking was a program. The program of handling that program is the right program and how to react to life's perks and situations. Today's reminder, I am a spiritual creature capable of faith, hope, and appreciation of beauty, and capable of using faith properly, creative imagination, capable of understanding where hope is born and how to use hope. Hope is usually born in this statement, saying, the supply for hope is not here yet, but it will come if I should have hope. It will surely come. It's just a decision a decision to the cosmos, to the unknown, that have a, a role in making a path for me. Again, the supply for hope is not here yet. But hope will come if I should have it. It will surely come. 
if we should have it. I have an unlimited source of strength in this statement and comfort at my disposal. Today, I will take the time to cultivate that spiritual connection. Francis de Sales said, Half an hour's meditation is essential except when you are very busy. Then a full hour is needed. <laughs> Francis de Sales. When I was 14 years old, I signed up for me to become an attorney with La Sales, the Sales, something like that, uh, Correspondent University. I was supposed to put my newspaper money in a little savings account and pay off my subscription, the books they sent me. I had five corresponding courses in my life, and the only one I ever finished was the one where I had a sponsor. Thank you very much for listening today. Let's go ahead and finish it off with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep establishing proper guidelines, folks. Progress, not perfection. I love you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy thank you. Thank you day. Elanon reading. In a meeting, I heard someone say of step eight and nine, I made the list of people I have harmed and I put myself at the top of the list. This had not occurred to me. Somewhere in my past, I got the message that to think of myself first was wrong, that it was my duty to care for everyone else. As a consequence, I was never ready to take care of myself and so become a burden to those around me. Have I harmed myself? Of course I have. That is ultimately what I am trying to recover from. In fact, improving myself is the only real action available to me. Now I know that to take responsibility for myself is the first thing I must do to make the world a better place. Today's reminder, being true to myself is one of the greatest gifts I can give to those around me. Perhaps I will inspire them to do the same. Perhaps not. Why should others bother to follow my example if I can't take care of my own affairs? To give advice to others is to intrude. To give advice to myself is to grow. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, Most of the shadows of this life are caused by standing in one's own sunshine. Whoa. Good stuff for Elanon recovery. Before Elanon, I believed that being an adult was to be in control. Rigged, cool, being an adult was looking good on the outside and not feeling what was going on the inside. Being an adult meant doing for others until I dropped. Elanon has opened up a whole new way of life, living for me. The first thing that I had to, had to go was the control over others. I, it simply doesn't work. 
Trying to be in control is an effective method of keeping loved ones at a distance. Instead, I admitted that I am powerless over others. Then I had to begin to put away the looking good facade in order to share my feelings at meetings. Uh, and one fine day, I picked up the One Day at a Time in al book and read the pages on Mount Martyrdom. I became uncomfortably aware that my do-gooder rule often masked a martyr. Becoming more human had been difficult and frightening at times, but being more genuinely allows me to have real relationships, real communications, and real happiness. Today's reminder, today I can risk being myself. I don't have to live up to anyone's image. All I have to do is be me. As I surrender my imaginary power over others, I gain a more realistic view of my own life. Ellen is for adult children of alcoholics. Beautiful, wonderful reading. Now, another reading. I'm picking on random. I know God is with us, and God is choosing the readings, and this is astronomical, I should say. Amazing, today's technology. It's amazing how my attitude towards others tends to return to me like a basketball rebounding off a backboard. My impatience with other people often generates even more impatience with myself and my world. When I am unkind to someone, I get defensive and expect others to be unkind to me. Likewise, when I accept someone's unconditionally, I find that my whole world feels safer. So it is in my best interest to treat others as I wish to be treated. I try to imagine that my worlds I try to imagine that my words and actions are being addressed to myself because in the long run I generally get back what I give out. If I am unhappy with what I receive, I might try looking for that same behavior in myself. It may not take exactly the same form, but I find that whatever I dislike in another is something that I dislike in myself. The reverse is also true. What I admire in others is probably reflecting an admirable quality within me. Today's reminder, there is something for me to learn from every interaction I have with other people. I will make an extra effort today to take note of the attitudes I'm giving and receiving because they both can teach me about myself. Again, Ralph Waldo Emerson said, Though we travel the world over to find the, the beautiful, we must carry it with us or we will find it not. Wow. Emerson's rocks. One more. Okay. Elanon was the first place I've been in a long time where people invited me back even after listening to my woes. I'm so grateful that they did because Elanon was my last hope. I thought that I would kill myself if I didn't do something about that the alcoholism in my home. Later, when members of the group asked me to make coffee, I was happy to do anything to repay them for their love, yet no payment was required. They loved me whether I was involved in service or not, even when I couldn't love myself. Eleanor is the only thing in my life that I've been dedicated to, the only thing I ever felt consistently good at. 
As I do service work, I see myself accomplishing things, giving, receiving, growing. I see my progress as I learn to learn. And as the lessons become a part of me, I take them into all areas of my life. Today, I like to think that I could get taken an active part in the growth of Elnon through service. I'm not doing Elnon a favor. Elnon is doing me one. I, I, it actually thrills me to remember that I am allowed to take part. You let me. Today's reminder. Listening, hearing, laughing, thinking, and reading about a spiritual awakening are fine. But if I really want this gift, there's something I can do about it. I can get involved. What we learn to do, we learn by doing. Aristotle. What we learn to do, we learn by doing. Aristotle. Reading of the book of November 27, Hope for Today. Let's go ahead and pray the uh, seven-step prayer. My Creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character that stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me the strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. I used to think Tradition 7, every group ought to be self-supporting, declining outside contribution, was limited to the financial matters of the group, such as paying rent and providing supplies. It was just a sentence that accompanied the passing of the basket at meetings. Lately, I've become more aware of the significance and value of being self-supporting. Practicing the seventh tradition in a broader sense means I give more than money to my group. I give my time, talent, in the form of service, which rewards me with increased self-esteem and a greater sense of confidence which reinforces my sense of worthiness. <clears throat> Contribution to my meetings on various levels also helped me make amends to myself for the times I have not self-supporting in other areas of my life. I was not. Whether they were physical, emotional, or spiritual, I see a difference in my group and in myself as I can contribute more and more. I receive a clear demonstration that I am a valuable part of the meeting and that my input really does matter. Service is a win-win situation. As I contribute to my meetings, I make a direct investment in the groups that encourage, support, and maintain my well-being. The stronger my meetings become, the more my recovery grows. Thought for the day. When I contribute my part to keep my meetings self-supporting, I, I can contribute to my own Recovery. Amen. And that is so true. And stay away from the credit cards and say, if you're addicted to credit cards or gambling, say, every time you gamble, have the courage to say the honest thing about it. Say, I thank you, God, I'm a gambler. I thank you, God, I gamble. And about the seventh, eighth failure in gambling, trying it it will you will I will have control. It will go away. I promise. November twenty seventh. <clears throat> a man whose wife is an alcoholic often hesitates to seek help in Al-Anon because it seems like a confession of failure on his part. He may be reluctant to let go of the martyrdom of carrying the entire responsibility for the family. Perhaps he derives an inner satisfaction from the dependency of the alcoholic, whom he considers weak and helpless. 
In the Allen program, he can learn to make himself comfortable by not accepting his wife's responsibilities. He will, in time, discover his own motivation and change his attitudes. And he will do nothing toward controlling his wife's sickness. For the first step assures him that he cannot. Today's reminder, when a man sees the logic and promises in the Al-Anon idea, he will accept the necessity of releasing his wife from his solicitation domination. Solicitous domination. He will realize that she will seek sobriety only when he allows her to face her problems. His search for help is thus not a confession of failure, but proof of his strength to reach out for a new life for his family. Amen. If that thou has the gift of strength, then know thy part is to uplift the trodden low, the burden of strength. If you know you have the gift of strength, thank God and be a demonstration of ease and comfort that others can see you working through it. All right now, and that was the reading for today. Thank you kindly. Let's get out of here. Let's finish off with the third step prayer, please. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those that would help of thy power, of thy love, of thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Amen. Keep coming back. It's working. Let's go ahead and open this El Non meeting with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things that cannot change, the courage to change those things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Welcome to today's podcast. I'll be reading uh, from the three books of Elanon material, and then we'll comment on which one everyone stands out for November 28th. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. It certainly is a blast to have so much love, enthusiasm, and gratitude spring forward. Courage to change. As I worked my way through step four, I listed my character traits as honestly and as fearlessly as I could. I was struck by a great irony. Many things I had once thought of as virtues, taking care of everyone around me, worrying about others' people's lives, sacrificing my own happiness and prosperity, turned out to be the cause of my misery. And those traits I had always ignored, talent, optimism, self-discipline, turned out to be my truly positive qualities. Again, and the traits that I had always ignored, skill, enthusiasm, right actions, turned out to be truly positive qualities. It was as though through the power of the steps I had found a way to turn my upside down personality right side up. I still struggle now and then to keep it all from turning over once again. But when I see myself clearly, I have a sense of wholeness and a feeling of pride and peace. I can be happy to be myself now that I know who I am. Today's reminder. My life is a constant state of change. Awareness allows me to keep pace with that change. Today, let me listen to my words and watch my actions. 
Only by knowing the person I am can I create the person I want to become. Each man must look to himself to teach him the meaning of life. It is not something discovered. It is something molded. This is from Antony the Saint Exupery, whoever that is. <clears throat> All right, now we have a one day at a time. We're quoting from there, November 28th. I hope you're pretty full of food. You're saying uncle like I am. Wonderful meals, wonderful family. November 28th. We hear in el that no situation is hopeless. At first, we find this hard to believe. Hope and despair are human emotional attitudes. It is we who are hopeless and not the condition of our lives. In a desperate situation, we give up hope because we are unable as yet to believe in the possibility of a change for the better. Today's reminder. If I have been relying on my judgment alone and have tried to correct what is wrong by using the wrong tools, I had reason for despair. I will learn in Elnon to recognize my errors, to see the roadblocks of self-will and self-righteousness I have been putting in my way. Then I will no longer insist that a thing is impossible because I've been unable to accomplish it. Others have, and many of them had had for greater problems than mine. Once I use the Elnon program and let myself be guided by God's will instead of my own, my distorted outlook will be replaced by order and peace of mind. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe it. I can believe. I can believe. I can believe. I can believe. You're a winner when everyone says you're, you're say so. November 28th. All right, now we go hope for today. My parents didn't know I was angry with them because I was the good kid. I felt angry because the drinking and the constant chaos. But I never said anything. I swallowed my resentments thinking either my needs would go away or my parents would change. Of course, neither happened. In Elanon, I learned about alcoholism as a family disease and the role I played. My destructive childhood experience were not due solely to my parents' alcoholism. I played a part in it too. And I hugged my childhood grudges into adulthood. I lodged them. I healed much of my pain through Elnon's fourth and fifth step by pouring out my frustration and rage to my sponsor. All I really needed one I needed was to be heard. Then I could let go of some ugly feelings. To make amends to my parents in step nine, I decided to practice being a better daughter. For example, instead of expecting them to phone me, I started to call them regularly. At first, the conversations were awkward. Morn, mom would, excuse me, would answer the phone, greet me, and quickly pass the phone to dad. I knew my parents hadn't been able to provide consistency for me because no one had given it to them. I let it begin with me by calling them with the same re- reliability I yearned for as a child. Now when I call home, mom seems more comfortable talking with me. We enjoy much longer conversations before the hands the phone to dad. Sometimes she even asks for the phone back so we can talk more. Thought for the day. 
When I take my parents' inventory, I hold grudges and sink deeper into my disease. When I take my own inventory and make amends, I grow and learn and love more deeply. Let me remember that the reason for making amends is to free my own mind of uneasiness. Al-Anon is for adult children of Alcoholics, page 16. Wonderful, wonderful reading. There is so much curative powers in the in the words of Al-Anon from every avenue, every road we come in and dislodge childhood memories. You know, and we have to parent ourselves. I have to parent myself. I'm Fernando. I am a double winner in this program. I'm a very, I can say I'm very proud. I'm very, uh, I guess, arrogant about my program. I, I constantly tell others in the other program to, uh, to check it out, that they, they, that they can get a deep cleaning. That's what I call Al-Anon is a deep cleaning, and it's so, and I have so much to go. There's so much good material, like the material of, of children of alcoholic parents, and some little by little, I can put that down and get on with life before life um, becomes tasteless. I enjoy this day and talking with you. May God bless you. Let's go ahead and pray out with the uh, Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back. It works. Welcome to today's podcast for today, Sunday, the 27th of November. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may subordinate my will to the will of God. I pray that I may be guided today to find his will for me. Amen. That's the opening statement for the little 24-hour book, actually the prayer. So let's go ahead and pray our serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change those things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Today's topic is God's guidance. You know, how do we seek God's guidance in all our situations? How do we seek God's guidance when we're hanging around with other people that that don't seek God's guidance? And we give you know, we turn our will over to them, whatever they want to do. I don't know what you want to do. I don't know. Let's go look at a game. And you, and you know we should be in a meeting or we should be doing something productive. The way of AA is the way of sobriety, fellowship, service, and faith. Let us take up each one of these things and see if our feet are truly on the way. The first and greatest to us is sobriety. So, Lord, we ask you to give us a sober day today. Amen. The others are built on sobriety as a foundation. We could not have the others if we did not have sobriety. We all come to AA to get sober, and we stay to help others get sober. We are looking for sobriety first, last and all foremost. 
We cannot build any decent kind of life unless we stay sober. Am I on the AA way? Yes, we are. Let's go ahead and pray for a, a sober day. Sobriety means so much to us. Sobriety means careers. And sobriety means education. Sobriety means uh, intelligence in what we're going to do, what we're going to accomplish. So let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we ask you, Lord God, that we become sober today, diligently sober to serve others and serve you, Father, so that we may take care of ourselves easily by serving others. Give us the wisdom and the strength to do that, Lord. Only you can accomplish that. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day, family. Give them heaven. Welcome to today's meeting of Alcock Namas. My name is Fernando, your secretary for this meeting. Let's go ahead and open up this quick five-minute meeting with a serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. November 27th. In the beginning, the press could not understand our refusal of all personal publicity. They were genuinely baffled by our insistence upon anonymity. Then they got the point. Here was something rare in the world. A society which said it wished to publicize its principles and its work, but not its individual members. The press was delighted with this attitude. Ever since these friends have reported AA with an enthusiasm which the most ardent members would find hard to match. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 182. The Pearls of the Limelight is the article's name. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions is an amazing book from heaven in my, in my estimation. You know, it's the same thing as saying right here, uh, my actions speak louder than my words. As an organization, that's what we're doing. Our actions are speaking louder than our words. Amen. It is essential for my personal survival and that of the fellowship that I not use AA to put myself in the limelight. Anonymity is a way for me to work on my humility. Since pride is one of my most dangerous shortcomings, practicing humility is one of the best ways to overcome it. The Fellowship of AA gains worldwide recognition by its various methods of publicity, its principles, and its work, not by its individual members. Advertising themselves, the attraction created by my changing attitude and my altruism contributes much more to the welfare of AA than self-promotion. Amen. We promote those principles of AA, uh, the traditions, and we're going to talk about God. You know how it's important to have our connection and our higher power. Even thanking Him for my wrongs. I thank God I messed up today. And with that, it gets me a, it gives me a forgiveness. It gives me a, a right attitude and it gives me a way out a way out of bumping into so many sins to so many difficulties and situations that
that I don't react properly at times. And I look back and I wish I would have reacted properly. But I am on my game, on my guard, when I thank God and practice thanking God for little stuff. I stub my toe. Thank God I stub my toe. I break a glass. Thank God I break a glass. I get a ticket. Thank God I got a ticket. I, I said something wrong. Thank God I opened my big mouth. I made a mistake. If I thank God for every... I'm acknowledging God. I'm going to get to a point where I won't make those situations because the, the presence of God is going to go before me, just like Moses. Moses told God, okay, we'll go, but we won't go without your presence. And God was mad at them because of all the mistakes they were making, all the sins. And he said, well, I'm done with you guys. Let me go ahead and eliminate this whole race. And Moses pleaded with them, but you, you must continue to go with us. So how does God elect to go with a sinful generation? Well, if we're born again and we got Jesus in our hearts, it's certainly a lot easier when we admit our wrongs, then we stand on mercy. I thank you, God, that I spent it too much on television and not reading your word. I thank you, God, that I, I missed it by not praying for my members, not getting on my knees and thanking you and praising you for at least 10 minutes. You know, you thank God. If you don't get on your knees, thank God you don't get on your knees. Thank God that you're missing it. You're missing the opportunity to have a payload for the day. Amen. I think I'm uh, I'm getting into an area that uh, sounds like um, dictatorship. So I've, I apologize for that. So have a great day. Give them heaven. And remember, the little 24-hour for the day says, to truly desire to do God's will, therein lies... Happiness for a human being. We start out wanting our own way. We want our wills to be satisfied. We take and we do not give. Gradually, we find that we are not happy when we are selfish. So we begin to make allowances for other people's wills. But this, again, does not give us full happiness. And we begin to see that the only way to be truly happy is to try to do God's will. In times of meditation, we seek to get guidance so that we can find God's will for us. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may subordinate my will to the will of God. I pray that I may be guided today to find His will for me. Amen. Thank you.